The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Thursday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Well, another Louisville game, another cancellation. Syracuse got to go to Kentucky. Sightsee, turn around, come back. Nice. Yeah, missed opportunity at a quad one game we were looking forward to. And as our buddy James points out, this is actually the third game in a row between Syracuse and Louisville that has either been canceled or postponed, which is getting ridiculous. And let's just point out, too, that uh, the last two postponements were they're on Louisville and they can't get their together worth anything, quite frankly. So we'll (laughs) coach sounded off on that. We'll sound on off on that as well. We got some football news and Syracuse will stay put at home as Notre Dame comes to visit this Saturday at two o'clock. We'll let you know what we think about that and the days that have passed without any Syracuse basketball. Minor movement in the Ken Palm rankings to 57th and one up another notch. To 50, what is it, 51st? Was it 52nd? I thought it was 52nd. 53rd to 52nd. No, 52nd in the net, I believe. So, from 53rd. So, uh, yeah, that's all great. Great stuff. So, um, a missed game. You know, you you wake up on game day and you just get, you know, the game day feels, man. And and you're ready to go. You got something to look forward to at night. You're going to drink a couple beers. Maybe maybe uh, you know do a live cast or something like that and shoot the breeze on Twitter with everybody and have some have some fun and and then another cancellation. So, anyways, we'll 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 talk about all that. But first, let's hear from the title sponsor of the Q Militia and Armchair Media, and that would be Bet Online. Football's over. The professional basketball league is in full swing. College NBA. basketball is also. In full swing. About to approach some tournaments, hopefully, in the NHL, NASCAR, that online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. The real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website today on your mobile device and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code armchair. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code armchair. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, BetOnline. Okay, Joe, I'm going to rattle this off, and then you're going to explain it or elaborate on it because, you know, 
it's basketball season. Football season never ends. Sometimes here comes Sean. Sometimes I wish it would. I appreciate the work that is put into NCAA football. I think it's really um, elaborate as hell. I mean, it never stops. And I mean, technically, no. basketball really doesn't either. But it's nothing like football. The Not football. Yeah, the football carousel is just uh, nonstop. So some football news. Syracuse did secure their first verbal commit of the recruiting of 2022 recruiting class. Three-star defensive back Cornell Perry, 6'1", 175-pound cornerback out of Woodhaven High School in Michigan. He announced on Tuesday that he would attend Syracuse according to Syracuse.com. Also, new offensive line coach, um, according to Pete Thamel. Sources, per his tweet, say... Syracuse expected to hire San Diego State's Mike Schmidt as the school's new offensive line coach. So, one in, then we got one going out. Ryan Bartow, director of high school relations. He was in charge of recruiting and evaluating high school players. He's taken the same job at Florida State after one year with Syracuse. So, right when, <laughs> right, right when, you, right when you're making a step in the right direction, uh, poor, poor Dino, he's got to... Uh, you know, backtrack and, and figure out and add another one to his list. So there's that. Uh, only lasted a year. I don't blame him, to be honest with you. And it has nothing to do with football. But in Syracuse's program, it has everything to do with leaving Syracuse for Florida. Just throwing that out there. Plus, I mean, you know, talent yeah. in every high school on the corner there. So what do you think, Joe? Uh. Obviously, it's tough to really weigh Ryan Barteau as far as like what he has brought to the table in just one year. Uh, but he has, in his line of work, majority of his, he lived in the Carolinas for eight years and South Florida for five years. So it kind of makes sense that he made that jump to Florida State. Uh, obviously, he's used to that area and he's got some, some, uh, relationships with a lot of high school coaches in that area so uh makes sense um and honestly it's we're not going to know how big of a loss this is until we actually see uh if florida state can actually help their recruiting and if that helps as far as that goes um well quickly though do do we even get to see an impact after one year i mean that's not even a fair evaluation i don't think no i mean it's gonna yeah this is a multi-year but yeah yeah Pretty much. I mean, you'd have to pay attention to this guy, pay attention to the Florida State recruiting classes and uh, to see really how that really gets affected. But um, I don't know. I don't know who's got that kind of time, but I don't. So (laughs) uh, as far as the uh, new offensive line coach, Mike Schmidt, um, hopefully, again, this is expected. So it's not official, I guess, yet. But um Guys, he's got a pretty strong resume. Granted, San Diego State, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, a situation since um, since he's taken the the position over full time since 2012. I think that this says something. According to the bio on the San Diego State Athletics website, the Aztecs have ranked 15th nationally in rushing yards and um, rushing yards per game. So. He um, also coached this last year's offensive line to, uh, I think it was uh, ranked top 25. It was a top, I think, 24th offensive line um, of the country, or in the country, so to speak. There's some mm-hmm. rankings and metrics that, that kind of weigh that out. But, 
And he, I think he's also gotten three offensive linemen drafted from San Diego State. So looks like he's got a decent resume, and um, hopefully he can come and he can make an impact in that area. Uh, and as far as the last um, bit of news, the three-star Cornell Perry, um, this is just one of those things where I think that he's – I think his recruitment will probably pick up, barring I don't know exactly what's going to go on with high school sports this year. But um, I mean, a verbal commit right now. Let's be honest. I mean, it's not very exciting news. I understand no. we're going to talk about it. We're going to we're going to talk about it if it comes through. But it's a 2022 verbal commit, which is great. But how much water does it hold? Let's be honest. Well, again, it's going to be tough because obviously right now it's so early in the game. This is one of those guys where when you look at the offers, it's like a bunch of Mac schools like Buffalo, Central Michigan, Toledo, uh, schools like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also getting interest from Boston College, Cincinnati, Indiana. Um, and I've also noticed uh, when I looked at his tape, um, he's got a three point eight GPA. Smart. That's kid. Excellent. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. The- the hell was that? Was that, that was, a cough uh, or a sneeze? That was, that was two sneezes in a row. Those were really know. rapid. That was a. Yeah, that was like that's uh, how my sneezes go. It's weird. I never sneeze just. I, once, I was gonna say always, I, I don't ever hear you sneeze that much. It's two to four. It's least. two to four like that. Boom, 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 boom like that. Oh yeah, you're mm-hmm. like a sneeze machine gun. Dude, it's tough. Holy cow! What happens it's in a rough. sneezing fit, man? I mean, do you I, get to breathe? I got to go blow the nose and breathe. Yeah, for sure. It takes a little while to come back from, but um, I'm going to try to do my best. Um, <laughs> but either way. <laughs> takes a lot this, out of him, folks. He's fatigued. This this kid, um, obviously 3.8 GPA, smart kid. You got the Yales and the Pens and even Army. and you know, So it kind of tells you where his head's at as far as a smart kid. Um, and also uh, got that, you know, leadership type quality where you got the military schools that are interested as well. But when you look at his tape, I mean, I know it says six one one seventy five, but he looks a little bigger. And uh, this is one of those guys that he's going to be a safety. Uh, you can tell uh, looking at his tape. Um, I love how he comes downhill and attacks uh, the runner as far as on rushing plays. Um, seems to be a pretty uh, sure tackler. And uh, the other thing that I really like, too, is, you know, a lot of times you see some of these secondary guys. I know I used to get on um, oh God, was Evan Foster all the time about taking bad angles and stuff like that, not putting himself in a position to kind of. No, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't his name. Evan Foster. Yeah, pretty sure it was. He was a safety. But who who else um, was it then? No, I don't know. I hate to do this live right now. Screw you yeah, up. I, I, feel, yeah, but, I feel like. But either way, um, the one thing that I saw is that when he puts, he gets out in the, like he stays on his, in his lanes. He doesn't over um, pursue. He breaks down and, and doesn't let, you know, he holds off blockers well. So it's a situation where I feel like he does what he has to do and puts himself in position to make the place. He doesn't just attack and put himself in a, in a bad spot and his teammates in a bad spot to miss a tackle or um, open up the field for a cutback or something like that. So there's just a couple of things that I saw in his tape that I liked. Uh, and obviously that's a stacked position for us right now um, as far as secondary and, and recruiting and everything. So might not necessarily need to be a position of need to where he has to come in and, and help as a true freshman. But, uh, Either way, I, I like the way that he plays. I like this tape, uh, four 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 forty. 
pretty fast um, running away. He played uh, receiver on offense, too, in his tape. So he made some some good plays, got some ball skills, got some some running skills and stuff like that. You saw him running away from some people. So um, overall, I think, obviously, um, a pretty good get if we can obviously keep him because we have a whole year. <laughs> Yeah, we have a yeah we have a whole year of recruiting in a year and a half to that season. But either so. way, it's the first commit. You got to talk about it. Yeah. Yep. Remember the name. That's all I can say. Cornell Perry. Cornell Perry. All right. Hey, look. So, coach, in in the team, they were in Louisville. I think this is so. Um. I think this is the second time this, this has is, happened. This too. is the second time it's happened the day of a game, and, and it's it's so. What do I what do I want to say? What is the word I'm looking for? Not not. It's frustrating, obviously, but it's so. Uh, um, Bittersweet. No, 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 no. It's it, it's just so something. So. God. Help me out, wish, bro. You're wish you like had had the word. I don't know. I tried. Right I threw bittersweet out. And you just bittersweet was out. not it. That was not it. It's so. It's not irresponsible, but it's so like complacent. Like, what are you doing? Where your last four games have been postponed because of you. You've been in quarantine for sixteen days now, including today. Okay, and you're still popping in contact tracing. Still. Like, how? What is going on? What are you? Pos- what are you doing? Test. How? What are you doing? You must be. You must be. Look, here's the thing. Syracuse got busted. Or there was there was said to be student athletes. We don't. We still don't know yet. That's not confirmed, by the way. This party, they had some kid who witnessed it and took video and and, and ratted them out and everything. Called the police and everything because there was people outside without masks. Were they inside without masks too? Probably. But he saw them outside without masks. That's why he called the police. Okay? So there were student athletes involved in this. And I think that that is irresponsible. If you're a student athlete, you're putting the, 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 that program and your team at risk for a selfish gain. Okay? I think student athletes have some level of um, responsibility when it comes to staying, you know, Following all the rules to be safe, yeah. right? Because you don't want to put your team. Are rules. rules are rules. You you play no sports. What you think about it. You have an academic scholarship, and that's you know you want to get into that. It's a whole other thing. But I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you're you're there on, on on a scholarship, and you get to play sports, and you you get all these th- these frills and things like that. Follow the rules. Do your thing. There's no excuse for Louisville to have a positive test 16 days after they started this whole quarantine thing. Um, for their, you know, their February first issue, whatever it was. Right. So, Syracuse gets there. They have to turn around and leave like four hours before tip off. Okay. So Matt Park tweets out the other day. Uh, yes, well, yesterday. Tonight's Syracuse game in Louisville has been postponed. Be- he quotes Beheim. He says, uh, "Quote: It's bad." We played well and have had two good practices. We're ready. At the end of the year, there are missed opportunities. It's one thing if you lose, that's bad. But if you can't play, that's worse. Beheim again. 
Uh, at the end of the year, they're missed opportunities. Louisville twice, Florida State, Clemson, three of them at home. Terrible for our team. I feel bad for our guys. And that's just it. So when you go and you're a student athlete and you go out, let's just say let's just say it's Syracuse. So let's say Buddy Bayham goes out to a party and freaking he gets uh, pops a positive test. He 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 screws the team. He he screws the program and he screws the team coming. You know the the next team we're facing. The, right. It's inexcusable for Louisville to still be popping on this contact tracing stuff. It's inexcusable to me. So, do we make You'd up the game? You would think that, and they're not going anywhere in the net. They're still like thirty fourth. You know, it's not a huge deal, but they're sitting right there. They can't be denied for if the tournament was tomorrow. How could you deny them? You know, you know. I mean, no, I mean, so can it, you argue? Can you argue? Uh, I mean, here's an argument, and to me, it's kind of a. A legitimate one, but uh, some of these postponement games and stuff, I think that the committee should look at who is at fault. I think that the that how a team has has handled handled and managed this COVID crisis, I think that should be a criteria this year. Yeah, I think Louisville's done a terrible job. Yeah, there's just a lot awful. of teams that have done a terrible job. There's other teams that have just decided, you know, and that's the difference. You look at a Duke team that. You know, they they canceled all their non-conference games because of the whole COVID thing. Now, you can call all that stuff on Duke, but because they did that in the beginning, I don't think that they're going to take as much of a hit. But Louisville, in the especially something like this game, like you said, I mean, it's been two, two and a half weeks. They haven't played a game. They finally got to the point where they were ready to go. And then all of a sudden, boom. Like, like, so like when are we te- sorry, when are we testing them too? Shouldn't go. Uh, the fact that we can't play a, a game because of another team shouldn't go against us. No, at that point, especially like, look, I know there's no rules written for this. Okay, at Tony Staffieri on Twitter says, you know, if this game's rescheduled against Louisville, if it's if there's a chance for it at the end of the year, this needs to be a home game at Syracuse. They can come back to us. Like we're we're not going there. Mm-hmm. They've they've, yeah, they've, they've, they've jerked us around enough, right? So. Um, you know, you'll be lucky to get one of these games back. I think the right thing for the NCAA to do, and I think the writing was on a, on the wall, probably, I don't know, at the beginning when, of the year. When I said it. <laughs> at the beginning of the year was to leave bigger gaps in between the tournaments. I don't care if it's April Madness or May Madness. I don't really care. Okay, the right thing yeah. for the NCAA to do is to leave the gaps. Now, there's a lot of people with a lot of different ideas, skipping that ACC tournament or conference tournaments in general, having using that period for a quarantine time. I don't, I don't, why? <laughs> why? Yeah, that, that well, screws. this is just, this is, this is a whole, this is a problem of just leadership not being able to see, see things, right? I mean, Bayheim, he said it from the beginning. Oh, if this is how it's going to be. It's going to be a problem. We're not going to be able to. And you want to squeeze this in and have a normal schedule, um, yeah, that's going to be a problem because now you have the problem of teams where it hasn't affected them versus teams that have. So now you have teams with uneven schedules. You have some teams that didn't get certain the same amount of non-conference games, so they're not going to get those wins built up. And you got some teams that are eight and eight, other teams that have played twenty plus games. Um, it's going to be a difficult and, t- and tall task. So this is this should have been something that was foreseen and they should have spread out the schedule to allow for, for reschedules. The fact of the matter is, is that it's just, it's not. It's so, the, I mean, even with Syracuse, it's just a situation where, what are you going to do? I mean, we play Saturday, we play Monday, then we don't play for another Saturday. So what do we try to squeeze a Wednesday, Thursday, and then 
you know, you look at the rest of the schedule and we don't have anything clear until the end of the end of the, after our last game where so, we'll have, I think a little bit of time to maybe reschedule one, possibly two games, but then are they going to be available? So there's just, I, like I said, from the beginning, they should have took two or three weeks. They should have spread everything out to where you have at, at least, least two, a, at least two, three, weeks. four, five day in between schedule so that you can fit some games in because I, you can't go back to back on a normal schedule, and, but and, you can play after two game after two days. Right. And, and you got to, you know, there was another one I saw from John Casillo on uh, noon's magician, I think where he said, you know, finish the ACC regular season in a bubble at Greensboro or where they, where they plan on playing the ACC tournament and finish it off there and go right into the tournament. I mean, that's one That's one way. Okay. All right. That's an idea. Or we could just... No, I mean, that's an expensive idea. That's an expensive idea. It's a very expensive idea. But you understand that these dates for the, the tournaments have been been already set. But who cares? Who cares? If you got to push it back, you got to push it back. I don't right. know. What, I don't know what to tell you. The sooner they did that, the better than easier it would be to plan it's it out. Like it's, it's, it's not like you're you're telling thirty thousand people that their dates changed. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, what's the what's the problem with? I mean, as far as Syracuse goes, I mean, we don't, we're not even selling tickets. We don't even have fans. No. By the way, uh, Notre Dame is a makeup game. The game we're about to preview here in a little bit, that is a makeup game. So you still, if you don't miss any more for the year, you're looking at two Louisville games, a Florida State and a Clemson. Now, I've watched Florida State play <laughs> uh, last week against UVA. Bro, they smoked... I'm okay with that one. <laughs> they smoked UVA. If we don't have to reschedule that one, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But... Two opportunities against Louisville would have been nice, and um, and one of them would have been nice, and we'll just have to see what they decide. But if the wheels aren't turning for the NCAA right now, that's a travesty. That's irresponsible, and, and it's really kind of dumb. Like should, should have up. already turned. Yeah, I mean, it's dumb. I mean, and I can sit here as a pedestrian fan and say it's dumb, and I'm sure there's more things involved in it, but I have been hearing crickets from the NCAA. Right crickets so you know and then there should have been something that was said about the fact of teams bringing up the fact that they can opt out of their conference tournaments because that's going to bring a whole different conundrum to this yeah, i don't like that so, idea either i don't like well, that no. idea either i think so that, like you said i think if you don't play in your conference game then you if you skip the conference, there's got to be like you you can't just skip your conference because you know you've got the the record or uh, criteria to or because you're safe. Because it's never happened even in the past. Like yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't. But it's because of the whole COVID thing. They yeah. don't want to chance being around that many well, different well, people. Right, and if we can do that, why can't we just put the gaps in between the tournaments? Like it seems like the easiest solution to me. <laughs> anyway, anyways, um, okay, all right. Well, that's that. I was trying to get y'all's thoughts on that uh, mm. before we came on, and I dropped the ball this morning to see what. Yeah, well, to I mean, see there's whatever. some ideas out there, but there are some good ideas out there. Yeah, but not playing basketball to play just the tournament—it screws a lot of people over, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair. And uh, you're missing people making having makeup games. These smaller schools—I mean, they're losing their their asses hand over fist right now. On, on the ticket sales and things like that. And if they're just going to screw them out of tournaments too, that's, that's malarkey, man. I'm sorry. 
I, I don't agree with that at all. I think it's dumb. I think it's really, really dumb. Okay. Yeah. We will be back with the Notre Dame preview right after this. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. 
Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. All right, a couple more things. Real quick here. Look, eBay sneakers has jumped on board to help us out. How about the Cuse Militia? How about Armchair Media? Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go to cop a pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators easy for me to say, perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you so you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal. And for the sneaker sellers out there, if you got some you're trying to get rid of, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 plus, making it free to sell and flip your collection with other sites taking as much as 25%. You're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. Check it out, ebay.com slash sneakers today. Uh, go there. Check it out. In fact, in fact, I think Armchair is giving away some sneakers too, and I will keep everybody updated on that. Some custom uh, Air Force Ones. I think there's four pair that they're giving away, so I'll keep you guys updated on that. But um, I have bought, before they even were a sponsor, the last pair of sneakers I bought were from eBay sneakers, by the way. And it was a pleasant experience. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to get in on all of your sports action online. They cover award shows, TV shows, professional basketball, college basketball, the NHL, NASCAR, anything you can imagine. Reality TV, which is right up Joe's alley. Real-time updated odds and props and almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet online, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website today on your mobile device and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code armchair to get that bonus. That's 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code armchair. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. Thank you, eBay Sneakers. Okay, so Joe, Notre Dame. 
The all-time series with Notre Dame sits at 30-22 and 22 in favor of the Orange. Both games last year were decided by a total of three points, a one-point loss, and a two-point win for Syracuse. The last game, an 84-82 win with Hughes leading the way with 26 points. We all remember the Gerard DeHub handoff at the buzzer, uh, which was glorious and wonderful. The Fighting Irish sit in 9-10, and 6-7. That puts them 10th in the ACC. They have also had a postponed game last night against Clemson due to contact tracing for them. So luckily for us, it was the Clemson team and not them. When I saw their game was postponed, I would quickly check that out. Notre Dame had won four of their last five games, wins over Pitt, Wake Forest, then they lost to Georgia Tech before beating Duke and Miami. And just like Syracuse, they have five guys averaging double figures, led by Nate Lazuski with 15 points and seven and a half rebounds. Lazuski, 6'10 junior and 6'11 senior, Juwan Durham, their two bigs. Durham leading his team in blocks with two a game. A guard heavy team with some shooters, 6'6 junior guard Dane Goodwin, uh, 39% from distance. And we all know Prentice Hub, he can do it too. Um, Notre Dame is 56 in Ken Palm and 65th in the net, making this a quad two game at home. Joe, two grudge matches last year. And if I had to guess, I'd be willing to bet that this is probably the same type of thing that we're going to see again. Um, I feel like the one thing that bothers me is maybe the pause helps from this Clemson game for them, but they were getting hot at the right time. They've been kind of on a roll. Um, These teams on paper, they're pretty much evenly matched, but the game's not played on paper. But they seem to be, these two teams seem to be... um, Almost what they were last year, just to just you know, just a tough out for both teams. Could go either way. What's yeah? The, what's the you? Well, you mentioned the big guys, uh, Notre Dame. They really don't go deep, and one of the things about their team is that they're just very experienced. Uh, just looking, they haven't played I think since the 14th, and they were supposed to play Clemson last night, but that game got postponed, of course, because of Clemson. Uh, so. Said that it would have really liked. I would really like them to be able to play last night, but you know. I know it would have been nice. To, it would have been nice to watch. Uh, so instead, they they prep for Syracuse. Right, and so the last two games uh, against Miami and Duke, both wins. Um, they've only went seven deep. Uh, problem is, is that five of them are juniors, two of them are seniors, and um. They're experienced. They can score. They're 13th in Ken Palm as far as offensive efficiency, but their weakness is defense. Uh, Nate Lazuski, yes, he's 6'10", but a lot of times he tends to be around the perimeter. Uh, Juwan Durham's given us problems at 6'11", as well, but um, a majority of their scoring and shots are going to come from Cormac Ryan and Dane Goodwin and Prentice Hub. Uh, And again, pretty decent-sized They shoot a lot of threes, too, man. Yeah, that Dane Goodwin is all he does is shoot threes. I mean, six five, six six. Prentice Hub is six three. Uh, Coming off the bench, Trey Wirtz, transfer from Santa Clara. He's been getting twenty plus minutes. He's six three, and uh, Jogo is a six eight guard who's been coming off the bench uh, as well. So he gives a little bit of um, obviously height in the guard position, but they're not really. You look at like a Joe Girard at you know six foot six one. He's going to be the shortest guy on the court, and that's something that we're obviously going to have to overcome. And then obviously the, the rebounding is something that we're always going to look at as Syracuse fans. Uh, that's obviously an important stat as far as t- how telling the game went. Um, but this Notre Dame team, even though they're 
what are they like nine and ten or something like that? Yeah, they're nine and ten, six and seven in the ACC. Right, so they're nine and ten, but they're six and eight out of the last eight games in the last month. Uh, when you look at their their schedule and the losses that they've had starting from the beginning, I mean, you're Ohio at State, th- Michigan State. At, yeah, Michigan State, Ohio State, Duke, Purdue, Virginia twice, Virginia Tech, North Carolina. Uh, Virginia Tech, sorry, those, those, Virginia and Virginia Tech yeah, twice, and right. then they lost a close one to, to Georgia Tech. So they haven't lost really a bad game. They have uh, not and, lost a bad game. <laughs> and this team is, like I said, their 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 weakness is their defense and their and their depth. But their depth that they do have is experienced, and uh, they're they're on a roll right now. So they're winning the games they're supposed to. Um, and I think that this is going to be, you know, obviously maybe a closer game than some people might think. I don't know exactly what the the line is yet. Obviously, what do you think but, people um, are thinking? Because I feel like this is going to be a this is going to be a freaking nail biter. Um, at least that's what you know. I can, well, those are the, those are the type of games that we played, right? Yeah, and I mean, you're missing what T.J. Gibbs. Uh, we're missing Hughes from last year, right. but everything else is pretty much. Right where pretty it much was. the same, yeah. yeah. Right, so. I mean, I think that honestly, um, this is a game to me. As long as we can rebound and play good defense, uh, that we're going to be able to get some shots. Their defense is like 113th or something like that in Ken Palm, so it's not a great defense. So they're going to, you know, allow you to score. They've been in some high-scoring games, but uh, to me, uh, this could be a game for Kadari. Um, I think Kadari in this game is a mismatch. It's something that, uh, I mean, everyone, they remember the Prentice Hub, Joe Girard thing last year, right? Yes, and which was I don't contentious. Know, I don't know. Exactly. And I don't think that needs to really be like a situation thing. this year, right? I mean, it doesn't need to be a thing. Well, Prentice, think- Prentice Hub is, he gets into it. He does. And Joe Joe's chippy. So it's just it's just oil and water. Oh, I, I 100% get that, but Prentice Hub's not going to be able to guard Kadari, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So, and that's something that that team hasn't seen yet, either. So, again, expect the status quo uh, starters. Yes. But Yes, there's but no I, reason I think, to think different of that. Right. But I think um, Kadari and what he does when he comes in, I think, is really, as long as we can keep the rebounding gap, close not give up a lot of offensive rebounds and basically what Kadari does when he comes in is going to be telling on whether or not we're going to be able to win this game or not two things to really look and keep your eye out on I mean that's what I'm going to be looking at at halftime when I look at the score obviously you want to look at shooting percentages and who's scoring what but I'm going to look at the rebounding and I'm going to look at how how Kadari's doing what do we do inside with those two big guys they play together quite a bit so, they do. Uh, Nate Nate Lazuski is again. He's been a guy that's kind of he likes his little um, his baseline three pointers, and he's got some spots where he's really good with the three pointers. He's a forward that can a six ten forward that can shoot and extend the floor. Um, so he always hits a few. I don't know really how he is down low. And Juwan Durham. I mean, for almost every game that we've had with Juwan Durham before this, he's gotten in foul trouble, but we've always had kind of a true center going against him, whether it was Chukwu or whether it was uh, or whether it was Sidibe. So I uh, haven't really seen him against um, Doljai, and I'm not going to lie, it kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, well, me too. I mean, you know, but 
Big boy. Uh, yeah, Lazuski, by the way, he, he, he's 32 for 62 from distance, which is really controlled and good. He sits at 51, 52%. Right, but it's, that's not even, what, two a game? It's, it's you know, something like that. But my point is is that he's going to, if he can, he, he's probably not going to take him if he's not getting him. So you just have to be able to, you just have to be aware of that because he can hit him. Right. If, he's, if you're going to leave him open, he's, he's probably going to hit him. No, that's that's the thing. That's it, well, right. But that's the problem with Syracuse's defense, especially the past couple of years, where you just don't get to your man and you lose in rotation. And you know they we get passed out basically, and Syracuse is lost. They're all of them are inside the paint. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And an experienced so, team that's gone against his own can pass their way through it too. Yeah, you know. Exactly. So um, again, it's just it's just the unknowns. Last year they were close games, and like you said. Uh, we lost Elijah. They lost Gibbs. Um, Gibbs a hell of an K- athlete too. Obviously Elijah is I'm not taking anything right. away from him. And but. we we added Kadari, and uh, they brought in a transfer from Santa Clara, who's a guard that's like I said been playing twenty plus minutes the last couple of games, and he's never seen the zone. So I mean that's a couple of the key things too that you can look at is is uh, you know Does- how is. Is 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 he hasn't seen the zone really a threat right now this year? I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just trying. I'm just. I mean, it could be. You got to be able to. I mean, I'm just saying you got to be able to learn it, right? And if he's a backup that's coming in and putting up twenty, I mean, he's putting up around the same numbers Kadari is, and he's coming in a little bit later. So this is a guy that's not gonna. He hasn't seen the two three zone, and he's gonna come in and he's gonna probably be playing against Kadari Richmond on the front of it. Well, that would be so, unfortunate for him, I guess. Well, but that's what I'm saying is, is that I guess, you know, he's a good player, but it's something you got to get used to. Right. And I can f- kind of, I mean, if I had to guess, you know, Kadari's going to get a couple steals. So that guy might have a couple turnovers just because of that situation. But what is Kadari going to do against them? What is their big guys going to do against us without a traditional center? Um, those are the things that are kind of a little bit different from last year. But otherwise, I mean, you got two teams that can score. We're um, statistically better on defense than they are. But again, against the 2-3 zone, anybody can get hot hitting threes if you move the ball around. Yeah, Kadari in his, what is he averaging in minutes a game? He's averaging, guys, he's averaging 21 minutes a game. That's pretty good. Um, and two steals. So right, and I'd be willing to bet unless Joe's hitting that he is probably going to get more minutes this game than he is. I, than Joe. Yeah, and Sorry. back to what we used to we've talked about you've brought up before is when Kadari gets a lot of minutes. It's it's because of it's because of the matchup issue, and they just exploit what they can while they can, and that's why right. Joe will probably start and they'll feel it out, and then they'll throw Kadari in, and they'll rotate Buddy and Joe or whatever. And he'll get some steals. Yeah. So, anyways, all right, Joe, we got to do it. Predictions. I don't know why you're so apt on doing it. You're okay with football. You're all about it. And then we get to basketball, and you're like, I don't want to predict anything. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Sorry. Isn't it fun? Yes. Sure. It's yeah, fun. sure. It's fun. It's great. Great fun. Okay, so we look. So let's 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 add a little to this. Syracuse is averaging uh, seventy six points a game, and Notre Dame is averaging seventy two. Okay, so 
you know, by the way, Notre Dame's averaging 33 rebounds a game, which is good to know. I think we're averaging 36. We are 36. So I'm going to, I'll go first. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, oh man. Okay. I'm going to say 72, 68, Syracuse. That's my guess. All right. We'll see what happens. What's yours? Good guess. Uh, I'm going to go 79-74. Okay. Are you going to tell us who wins or no? Syracuse. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We're going to actually pay attention to it this time and see who comes out on top. Well, I mean, you write it down every week, but I feel like you just don't See, say anything what, because I because I beat you every no, time. No, so. here's what's happened the past couple you're times. You're a sore loser. Things, I get it. Things have gotten canceled, and then we forgot it last week. We forgot to do it. So did we or we did. did you? Because I won. Did you? Of course. Shut up, Joe. What was mine? <laughs> what was what was mine? Seventy two, sixty eight. Okay. All right. So. Um, you know, and just for the record, Notre Dame after Syracuse, they've got um, they've got the bums, the bums. No. They're going to face oh, the looks, bums they after got, after. They got a post. They got a postponement <laughs> coming next week. <laughs> They'll face Louisville on Tuesday. The bums. So yeah, good we'll luck. See. Good luck. See if you can make that game up. Louisville and Boston College should just be. They should play each other to the bottom. And, uh, you know, who, you know, if Louisville ever gets to play again, if they can control their athletes, uh, know. you know, so anyways, she get a trophy for most postponements. Louisville wins. I mean, four in a row, five in a row now. Yeah. That's pathetic. It's crazy. It is. It is. And it's pathetic. It's crazy. And it's pathetic. All right. Thank you. That online. Must have been a recruiting weekend. Thank you. To eBay Sneakers, thank you, Live CBD. And for all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We love you. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. You actually said it. You said the word. You said the whole thing. You're the only guy I know who can take one syllable word and make it a half a syllable word. You got no comment? Got skills. <laughs>